Welcome to the Unique Dog Experience. Today's segment is the science of canine behavior. To best illustrate the science of canine behavior, we're going to share a podcast called Dog Dish with Deborah, featuring premier dog trainer Deborah Rosen of Good Citizen Dog. To learn more about Deborah and her positive reward based training, visit goodcitizendog.com. That's goodcitizendog.com. Now, let's turn to the podcast, Dog Dish with Deborah. Thanks for listening to Dog Dish. I'm Deborah Rosen. For the past 15 years, as founder and owner of Good Citizen Dog, I've been helping people by educating them about the science of canine behavior. What I'm going to do is help you create peaceful living with your dog. I'm Dina, and I'm producing Dog Dish with Deborah. I'm here to help Deborah give you everything you need to have for peaceful living with your dog. Hey, Deborah. Hey, Dina. How's it going today? It's great. I'm really excited about today's topic. We are going to talk about why dogs pull on leash. I think that's a really important topic. You know what else we're going to talk about? No. Why? How to get dogs to not pull on leash. <laughs> I like it. The two seem to go hand in hand. And I think that's mostly what people are after is to have a dog who pulls on leash to stop pulling on leash. Exactly. It's one of the main issues that my clients come in with. Oh, exciting. So what do you do to help them then? Let's just get right into it. Okay, sure. Well, recently I had a client named Karen who had a very, very pulling little dog named Penny, an excitable cavalier, King Charles, who just was excited to be alive. And Karen had a foot injury and she wasn't able to walk her as much. So Penny regressed and we had to actually start all over again. I had to review all the basics of leash walking. So it's really at the very top of my mind right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. And now a King Charles Cavalier, they're not a very large dog. Not at all. So what kind of pulling would that, I mean, I have a pit bull who pulls, so I'm thinking that's an issue, but a dog who weighs maybe 15 pounds is still an issue when it pulls too? Well, they have a very low center of gravity. It doesn't matter if they're 20 pounds or 40 or 60 or 120. Dogs are walking on four legs and their low center of gravity gives them the ability to really make walks very uncomfortable, whether they're big or small. Oh, that's interesting. And so even if they're maybe not pulling quite as hard, what other things are they doing on leash that are distracting that we can talk to about in our leash walking session? No, it's funny because in this case, Penny decides to cross in front of Karen and with her foot injury, that's really not helpful. That could cause some trouble. Very often dogs will lurch at things. They'll want to sniff things. I had a very, very active little miniature schnauzer that decided to lunge at everything that came across its path. And though not very big, probably 18 pounds, I'd say, and that's stretching it, he was still very destructive on leash and made the leash walking with him very unpleasant. Well, then what are we going to do to make leash washing? See how hard that is to say? Leash washing. Should we say it three times? Yeah, Leash no. walking. Yeah. How do we make that easier for folks to do? Now, it's not easy to say, but I think once we get these tips from you, it'll actually be easier to implement. To do. Yeah. Right. So the things to know are this. 
you really have to gain attention and focus from the dog, even though its attention and focus are being pulled in many different directions. The second you walk out the door, this dog is now focused on everything except you. So we call that shiny keys in the industry, don't we? Yeah, right. Or exciting and sexy leaf. Exactly. Or anything that flutters by them. Yeah, right. Or exciting and sexy rock. (laughs) Oh my God, look at that rock. Yes, we need to build the dog's attention and focus. And by doing that, you're going to gain more control. So how do we do that? Let's start from the very beginning. The first thing we like to do in my school of good citizen dog training is get the dog to look up at you as you're starting out your walk. And the second the dog looks at you, we signal them with a sound. The sound means treat. And then we deliver the treat. We call this walking Zen. Zen is our attention and focus protocol or technique. And we do that for the first few minutes of every walk to basically get the dog focused and attentive and looking not at everything around him or her, but at you. So really having the dog be able to focus back to the owner as opposed to anything else it wants to focus on will allow you to implement a better leash walking strategy. That's right, Dina. And the people who do this are completely and totally amazed when their dogs stop looking at the sexy rock and leaf and start looking more and more at them. Because the premise here is that a dog that's looking at you and sticking with you is not pulling you. Yes, I could see that. So it doesn't have its own agenda. Right. It's actually going to have to follow the movements you make because it's paying attention to what you're doing. Correct. Okay. Excellent. So that's number one. Number two, as you're walking, you have two options, really. You have many options, but the two that I like people to think about are these. If the dog pulls, you have the option to stop. And by stopping, you're putting the dog on notice. You're giving them a little wake-up call, as it were, to say, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on here? Let me look at my owner. Because the dog's wondering why you stopped walking? Correct. Because let's face it, when a dog's on a walk, what's its reward? You know this. It wants to walk? It wants to walk. Ah, It wants to go. And so by stopping, you're intentionally correcting it. You're giving it a little bit of a correction. And then you can move on and try again and see if the dog's paying attention. That's right. Oh, okay. And then there are the dogs that anticipate you're stopping and know that you're stopping. And then the second you continue, they're pulling again. I had two of those. No, I know you did. That's how we met. (laughs) That's how we met. Instead, or in addition to that, what I would suggest is that you turn into the dog as you walk, right? Okay. So let's say your dog is on the left of you. How do you do this? You go left. You take a 90 degree right angle turn. And if the dog is not paying close enough attention, you know what happens. You'll be walking into be, him a little bit and moving him in the direction you're going to be stepping on him. And who wants to step on your dog? First Nobody. of all, you don't No. And certainly the dog doesn't want that. So after a time, as you keep turning and you're not going to tell the dog when you're turning, so you're not going to say, let's go left in the beginning, you're just going to turn. So you're catching them a little bit off guard and you're saying, excuse me, pay attention to me or you're going to get stepped on. Or the walk is going to stop and you're not going to be near as happy as you would be if we kept moving. Exactly. Excellent. And honestly, Dina, this works like a charm if people do it consistently, like with most training techniques, consistency is key. And then what you also want to do is maybe put the dog on your right and start turning right. And basically what you're going to see is a dog that's paying more and more attention to how you move and what you're doing instead of what everything else is that's going on around it. So not only do we have the techniques that you're offering, but we also have tools that go along with that too. Why don't you speak a little bit to some of the best tools to be able to help your dog walk well with you on leash? That's great, Dina. Actually, I love to have a leather leash. 
Oh, why a leather leash? Leather to... leashes have no give or very little give. Meaning if you have a fiber or material leash, it's made out of stuff that stretches. That's why clothes are made out of fiber to give a little bit to, to fit our bodies. That doesn't really serve us well when we're walking dogs on leash. So leather is stronger. It's more powerful. You give a, a lot less effort to gain more control. It takes less effort. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, I like a front clip harness. I really do. And let's clarify that because when we do speak about this out in public, everybody says, oh, yes, I have a harness. But they miss the most important part, and that is the ring for the clip is on the chest in the front of the body, right. not you behind. Leash, you put the leash on the front of the dog on its chest, not on its back. And it functions like a bridle on a horse. It's very directive in that if the harness is worn tightly and it has to be a good harness and there's some good ones and there are some not as good uh, and I'm not going to promote any right now, but a good fitting snug front clip harness will give the dog the information that he or she needs to go in the right direction with you and to not pull you. And that harkens back to what you said at the beginning in that they have a very low center of gravity. Right. So here you've put this clip on their center of gravity and the minute that you have an idea in your brain what you want goes through the leash right down to that harness dog knows what you're interested bingo in having them do that that's Excellent. it yeah right so there you go folks that's leash walking with your dog and not having them pull and having an enjoyable time out while there's all kinds of wonderful things for them to be distracted by yeah that's great dina thank you so much for joining us today for 15 years, Good Citizen Dog has been the premier destination for dog training. Good Citizen uses the most modern, positive, reward-based training techniques. Good Citizen Dog is creating peaceful living with your dog. For more information about services, go to goodcitizendog.com. That's citizen with a Z. Or call 855-936-3649. That's 855-936-3649. tuning in to the Unique Dog Experience. For all things Unique Dogs, visit uniquedogs.com. That's U-N-E-E-K-D-O-G-S.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and our podcast is available on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud.